passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love of the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, so uh, I'm going to run through some Cowboys buy or sell with you here. This okay. Is that I did on the morning show this last week. We had Jane Slater sitting in with uh, Sean Sharif and I. And we went over these buyer sells on Friday, and I thought, you know what? These, these would be good to go over with Brian. So I got five statements here, and you're just going to tell me if you buy it, you think it's true, there's validity, validity to it, or you're selling it, that you think that, nah, it's, that's not quite the case. There's some nuance there or whatever else. So the first one for you here, Brian, the statement, the defense now needs Leighton Vander Esch just as much as it once needed Sean Lee. Buy or sell? I'm going to buy that because I think that Sean, when you when you start to talk about, I almost said Sean Lee, but you're asking me the question about Sean Lee. I think the thing with Leighton Vander Esch is that he does such a great job of not only knowing his assignments, but knowing everybody else's assignments. And when it was very clear last year when Damone Clark, when he got in the game and he had to play next to Leighton Vander Esch, he was, it looked more comfortable. He didn't have the super 
productive that, you know, I kind of felt like, but heck, the guy coming off, you know, back surgery, I didn't think he was going to play at all. And for him to line up and play, but you could clearly see that when he was a better player, it was with Leighton Van Der Esch in there. And, you know, the one thing that Leighton Van Der Esch does, it allows Micah Parsons to go be Micah Parsons t- as well. And it also gives you the opportunity to put a guy on the field when I'm talking about well, with Leighton Van Der Esch that not only covers well, tackles well, sideline to sideline guy, all the things you wanted to say about Sean Lee, the smarts, the toughness, you know, maybe even some of the point where, you know, not always being completely healthy. Uh, I think that's something that those two guys share for sure. But there's just so many things that Leighton Van Der Esch can do to help your defense and to help those around him. Yeah, and I think that is is Leighton Van Der Esch the same caliber of player that Sean Lee was? No. No. Uh, but in terms of how it seems to affect this defense and how they just fall apart when he when he goes out of games – uh, I, I think that that's at least very similar and something that's, you know, worth noting and and, and worth uh, figuring out if if you can sustain a, a long-term absence from Leighton Vanders. Because right now I don't know that they can. Um, there's questions at the linebacker spot all the way behind Leighton Vander Esch at this point. All right, next one here, Brian. Jalen Tolbert and Kelvin Joseph should both be on the bubble heading into training camp. That's absolutely true, and uh, especially I think with uh, when you when you start to talk about Kelvin Joseph, uh, you know, and but Kelvin Joseph, you know, when you start to as far as bubble, as far as a, as a potential um, rotational player, a guy that maybe gets in some uh, sub packages, some nickel, some dime, you know, I mean, it, it, this is really really important for him. Now, the th- one advantage that 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 uh, Kelvin Joseph does have is he played well enough on special teams that they might just say, okay, he's a bust as a defensive back, but he is one of our better special teams players. So that's where he has a chance. Now, I I, I honestly believe this. I, I think the Cowboys, yeah, they picked Jalen Brooks in the seventh round, and they had opportunity to grab – some receivers, you know, along the way. Even we talked about the potential, potentially of Dallas maybe drafting one at twenty six. Dallas maybe drafting one at fifty eight. You know, we we talked about these things. They didn't. They didn't do that at all. And this is where I think that Jalen Tolbert, that factor comes into play. I don't think they wanted to do anything to put Jalen Tolbert at any risk right now. You know, you get somebody else that comes in here. Now, we'll see, but Brooks Brooks catches the ball well. You know, we'll see. He's a really good special teams player. Uh, he was at South Carolina. You know, Jalen Tolbert has got to prove that he can play special teams, but he could also be a productive receiver. So I think that I think that his spot, you know, there's a lot of people over there that are kind of like, you know, they're kind of, they're covering their eyes, but they're kind of, you know, they're kind of opening to see what's about to happen, you know, like, oh no, what's going to happen here? Because they, they really thought there's, you know, Bobby, heck, you, you even reported it, you know, two drafts ago about Jalen Tolbert. There was talks about, you know, Jerry Jones. I mean, they were going to take him in the second round, mm-hmm. you know, and Jerry Jones stepped in and said, no, 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 we'll take, we'll take Sam Williams and we'll come back around and see if we could get Tolbert. And they did. So, there are some people in the organization, and feel free to jump in here and tell me if you're hearing anything different, but I kind of feel like that J- Jalen Tolbert has got that one foot in the parking lot and could have both feet in the parking lot if he doesn't show up and play well this summer. 
Yeah, I think that if he has the same issues he had last year, which were almost not being able to handle the assignments, not knowing where to line up, like those are the issues heading into this training camp. If that's still an issue a year later, I don't think there's going to be a lot of patience for that. If that yeah. improved and we're just talking about growth as a player, that I think they would that would buy him a little more time. I, I think that they would say, all right, He's improved this area. Now we just got to focus on growing him as a player that will we'll deal with this for a little bit while longer. But in terms of the actual, if he's got the same issues he was dealing with last year that kept him from being active the first week on a team that needed receiver help, you're you're looking at some trouble, I think, for Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. Jaylen, I love yeah. Jalen Tolbert coming out of school. I was a big fan of him out of South Alabama. I was too. I was too. I absolutely – he didn't even look like the same player that showed, I mean, you look at the player at South Alabama. There was no was, confidence. None. Zero. And, you know, the, the sad thing was that guys like a Dennis Houston was playing better than him. You know, I mean, it, that, that the fact that, that they thought more of Dennis Houston than they did. Now, I'll give you another guy. Simi Fajoko is another guy, too, if you want to honestly, and even maybe even Turpin as well. as You know, there's several of these wide receivers that are kind of like one foot in the parking lot, even though that Turpin had a really productive season last year, you know, the addition, you know, uh, you know, with the running back with Deuce Vaughn, that to me, uh, that could spell trouble for Turpin for sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's only so many under five, eight skill players you can have on your roster uh, before it starts feeling like a little bit of a duplicate. All right. Next question here, Brian Chuma Idoga will be the starter at left guard in week one. Man, that is a uh, – usually you say that's a really good question and get, buy you more time to think. <laughs> but I there's there's a side of me, and I and I want to believe – I want to believe uh, – you know, I want to believe the line coach here. And, Mike Solari? Uh, Mike Solari. I want to believe that Mike Solari yeah, really believes that, that Tyler Smith is a left tackle, you know. But they've also the whole thing with Tyron Smith is, you know, and for them to get Tyron Smith, who already contract for a starting tackle was already below market value, you know, but he can't stay healthy. We all know that. That's the biggest thing. And to me, I'm like, I watched Tyler Smith play left tackle last year. And I'm like, why mess with him? Why right. try and play him at guard? Why? No, you know, put Terrence Steele at right tackle. Terrence Steele has is, is, is done incredible work. Uh, I know a couple of times I've been out there at the Star and watched him uh, work. You know, he's he's look, he moving around well. Uh, you know, we've seen him work with Duke, uh, you know, on, on Merriweather, yep. Merriweather on, on, on the techniques and things like that. He looks good getting away from the line. If Terrence Steele and, – and, you know, they're pretty – they're pretty much one of those teams that, you know, they're going to only put those guys out there, you know, and they're going to work him in slowly, I believe is what they're going to do. But, man, he looks, you know, steel and then Tyler Smith at tackles. That's kind of that's kind of what I feel like your future is right now. I mean, now they, you know, they might not be able to keep Terrence Steele. So maybe he isn't the future. And maybe that's where Awesome Richards comes in or Matt will let's go or, you know, or one of those kinds. I, I've personally I've moved on from Josh Ball, but you asked me about Adoga, and I don't know. And I I think that they're a lot more confident in Adoga's ability than I am right now. You know that 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 maybe Do Adoga is the starter at left guard. 
And then Tyler Smith is the starter at left tackle. And Tyron Smith is somehow, some way, waiting in the wings, you know, with bubble wrap on him and and being ready to go if something were to happen to steal or happen to uh, uh or happen to to Tyler Smith. But they they got Tyron Smith to take less money and make an incentive base by the way he plays. So they've obviously promised him an opportunity to do something. But to answer your question, I'm gonna say that Adoga is not the starter left that left guard. I, I know Ooh. I went away. But you, but, you don't, but you don't feel totally comfortable with it, do you? No, I don't because <laughs> I, I think that they really – they I don't think they – I said that whole thing about Tyron Smith and bubble wrap and all that, and I don't believe it. I don't believe what I just said. I really don't. I think that they feel like that Tyron Smith back at left tackle will be good for them and putting – Tyler Smith at, at uh, Tyron Smith at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard, they probably feel like that's a good thing for them. But th- we could get in a situation where Adoga, yeah, he'll start at left guard because we'll get in training camp and something will happen to Tyron Smith. Yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's usually the case. Two more questions for you here, the, or two more statements for you here to see if you're buying or selling. What did you decide on that? Do you think he's uh, still, you, buy? I'm buying that Adoga is the left guard starter. Yeah, I don't yeah. see why you mess with. I, I don't see why you mess. I don't either. I don't a either. Young, a young player who showed special ability at left no tackle. Question. I think they're no publicly negotiating with Steele, and so I just I don't buy it. And Tyron's not going to play left guard, so I think Adoga at left guard makes sense. Um, next one here: Sam Williams will have more sacks in 2023 than Demarcus Lawrence. Wow. You know what? I am going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. I think we're starting to see the the end of Demarcus, and and I think it's I think it's in a way of I think it's in a way of that Demarcus takes so much pride of being a complete player, yeah. And so playing the run is super important to him. And you know what? And, and the coaches respect that the fact that he's that he's able to knife down their inside, tackle guys behind the line of scrimmage. I just you, you still see that ability to pass rush, but I think this is where I, I think this is where you know we start to see Sam Williams. You know, now Sam Williams might be a little crazy. You know, what I'm saying he might be a little crazy. He might be a little you know kind of a hard guy to contain. Uh, you know, off the field. You know, maybe he needs to mature a little bit more, and he probably will. But I just feel like he's got so much ability, and I feel like that 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 the, these coaches are going to put him in a position to have more sacks, and that ability will show up. So I'm going to buy that Sam Williams will have more sacks than DeMarcus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Lawrence. I buy that too. I think Demarcus Lawrence was last year. I think he had six sacks. You look at over the last four years of his career. I think six, six and a half is the most he's had in a season. That's, that's kind of where I think he's at right now. It's just not I, his game. He, he's yeah. complete, but he's not a he's not a dominant pass rusher anymore. He's an effective one, but he's not a dominant one. He is not a dominant one, and he but he he does a great job of being a complete player. And I think that's what I think that's what this team really appreciates about him. And finally, on Cowboys buy or sell, Brian, when Mike McCarthy says he wants to run the ball and lean on the defense, what he's actually saying is he does not trust Dak Prescott. I'm saying that uh, I'm saying that he does 
This is hard because if you buy say, or sell, Brian, buy or sell. <laughs> what, what did you say? I want to hear what you you, you, you go buy. first. Buy. You're, you're buying on this. Buy. I don't. I don't think Mike McCarthy. And I think that's wrong. I. I. I, 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 I think what? it's wrong. I think it's misplaced. But I, I'm. I, that, I think McCarthy doesn't believe he can just lean on his quarterback. And I think that's wrong. I think that. I think that Mike McCarthy is worried about his quarterback having to make all these reads and then and go. And I'm not saying that Dak is. Dak works extremely hard on his game. He works probably probably the hardest worker in that building. There's no question, and I'm not trying to justify you know anything here. I'm just trying to tell you that he has to work hard. He came from a system at Mississippi State, and you know along the way, this is his eighth year. And there's if there's if Mike McCarthy has concerns about it, Mike McCarthy's saying what he's saying is like, hey, I want to run the ball more because I don't trust him not turning the ball over, you know. I mean, and then, you know, and and Dak will force the ball into some situations, but Dak's receivers have also got to help him along the way. But I think, I think, you know, by saying it, I'm, I think this is me, Bobby. I think there's more pressure on Mike McCarthy, Mike Solari, and Brian Schottenheimer than, than Dak Prescott. I, I think there's organization, more, organizational pressure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely. I think I think we all understand what Dak is or who Dak is, but McCarthy by moving on from Kellen Moore, moving on from Doug Nussmeyer, bringing in Scott Tolzien. That's another thing. I know it was a, there was a question, a, a, a mailbag question about Scott Tolzien. We don't know what kind of off, uh, kind of quarterback coach Scott Tolzien is. You know, you know he might be the next Matt Kafka. You know, that's with the Giants. That was with Kansas City. We. We don't know that he might be, but I, I'm I'm there is a lot of pressure on McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer and Mike Solari. If they don't get this right, if this goes out there and Dak flops around and 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 they don't get him to where he needs to be, I mean that's going to be on those coaches. That is going to be on those coaches, and if that's the case, you know there's going to be people lining up to take this job. Now, like I said, I buy that that's a lack of trust. I think that is what he's saying ultimately. With it. But again, I want to be clear that I disagree with that. I think there should be a lot of trust in, in Dak Prescott. I think it's, nobody hates Dak. I mean, no, it, no, it, no. Everybody feels like you either have to like Dak or hate Dak. And I think that's, sure. I don't think that's right. And, and to me, yeah. I respect, I respect what Dak Prescott, where he's come from to get to this point. You know, I don't look at the money and all that stuff like people do. You know, I really, really don't. You know, they've won. I mean, look at the number of games they've won with him at quarterback. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and people are critical like, oh, playoff success. He went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. They won that game. He played one of the best games you could ever see in the history of a playoff game for a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Ever. Mm-hmm. One of the best ever. You know, San Francisco, the last couple of years, it hasn't been good. But I put that on Kellen Moore. I put that on Mike McCarthy. You know, you got to find a way. You can't give up as the amount of points that they gave up and lose those games against San Francisco and the the two times. You can't. So, could Dak play better? Absolutely. Has he played better? Yes. See the Tampa game. You know, that's a yeah. playoff game. See that Tampa game. Played great that day. You know, that's what gave you hope going into the San Francisco game. That, that like, oh, uh, San Francisco, look. Oh, they've got a rookie quarterback. Oh, Dak should be able to, you know, should outduel a rookie quarterback, you know? But that yeah. it doesn't it but this is a team, this is really a team game. And 
you know, a lot of pressures put on the quarterback because everybody sees how much money Dak makes. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.